Hello and welcome to the Zwift, the SBS podcast. As the days get longer, I'm looking forward to riding the roads again, but I couldn't be happier with the work I've put in on Zwift over the winter to keep in shape. Having completed so many of their Fun is Fast event series, I know that when I venture back out onto the road again, I'm ready to climb mountains, push through fondos, and speed through intervals. And the workouts, they're all still available. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes, and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast once again. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, or you can log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I'm pretty good. You know what I can't wait to log into I don't know. next, uh, and I've put an alert on it. Uh, for when the next Movistar Netflix series oh, comes out, I think it's going I'm, to be pretty, pretty good. I wonder why. I wonder why. We're going to find <laughs> out, shall we? I'm good. This has been, I'm going to say this couch peloton, and you know what? Can we get them to comment? Can yeah, you well, prompt that? Okay. You can actually ask them to comment. Oh, oh, oh okay. They're cool. actually listening to you as oh, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am going to put this out there, and Matt Keenan, I thought, summed it up as well. Good, good last night. This is possibly the best Grand Tour stage for stage that we've seen, certainly this year and for many, many years. We've had potentially better red jersey or yellow jersey battles. Mm -hmm. It's a sort of foregone conclusion now with Roglic. But stage for stage, definitely the best Grand Tour this year. And it's off the charts. Last night was insane. Yeah. So guys, or Catch Politon, if you are willing to comment, was this... Vuelta 2021, the best Grand Tour you've seen. And if not, you're going to have to give us reason yeah. and which one is actually better than what we have just mm. seen for the last three weeks. Mm. The 89 Tour de France was pretty good. No, nope, but... it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> we are striking the 89 Tour de France. It doesn't exist anymore. I keep sending it vision. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? Anyway. It's called, it's called harassment. It I don't know. <laughs> okay, Micah, take us through what was a cracker of a stage. It was. It was an amazing stage. We saw here Michael Storer, incidentally, taking the KOM points, securing the polka dot jersey this man here ryan gibbons the south african he went on a solo attack from the breakaway this was at a point where movistar and lopez had split uh behind jack haig and his baron victorious teammates that's another story we'll get into that adam yates was on the attack at the end of the group gibbons getting caught inside the last couple of kilometers down to a really small select group. So the break in the end got caught. But guess what? The break won the day because this mm-hmm. one, this man here, Clement Champoussant, it got caught, dropped, got back on, attacked, and won. Yeah, crazy. How do you sum that up in 30 seconds? I just did it, but <laughs> it, was a, it was a madness stage. Like, you, you need to give a five-minute highlights. We don't have yeah. that much time to give five minutes. It was off but the charts. The pumping on the heart, you know, uh, Jean Poussin, what a victory. What a surprise as well, to be honest. Oh, Surprising, completely. Yep. At the start of the day, he was not on anyone's lips yeah. of a man who could win the stage. Look, this is what the Vuelta delivers, and there it is. Roglic second on the stage, and we saw the list went down. Uh, Yates and Jack Haig, I thought he was... Yeah exceptional so it really was let's talk before we unpack everything because there's so many stories in there but it's actually a very good day if you're french australian there's a lot of good story if you're french australian french winner uh, on the stage uh champoussin what what do we know about him 
Look, not a lot. He's he's been a pro for a couple of years. He's um, I think it's his first, certainly his first Grand Tour stage win. Um, he he hasn't done a lot. He's still young and developing. What's exciting is it's exciting for Ben O'Connor. Yeah. For next year and these young French guys now, and I said it to Maddie Keenan last night in the in the commentary. How exciting for these young French guys saying, "I want my place on the TDF next year, so I can be a super domestique." Yeah. For Ben O'Connor. So this is this is exciting on a number of fronts, as you say, for mm-hmm. French cycling, and also you know for our Aussie little corner. Um, but you can see, look at all the teammates getting around him, yeah. and he's in shock. Yeah. <laughs> he crossed he's the line, stunned. and the pumping of the chest. He he didn't actually throw the arms up when he first crossed the line. He was it was like he couldn't believe what had yeah. just unfolded himself. And we see just uh, Gino Madeira yeah. just went and, and congratulated him as well. He's, he's a he's a very popular stage winner. Yeah, from yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I think. Anyone who won the stage yesterday, it was the South African Gibbons. He was brilliant, 60-kilometre solo. He was taking after his teammate or trying to um, Raphael Micah a few days previously. He got within, I think it was four kilometres, five kilometres. He got caught on on that uphill uh, slope. Um, I still thought he might have been able to win, but the uphill drag was crazy uh, it was before we unpack uh, everything else we've uh, we, we're just going to hear from Jack Hegg in a second but uh, yesterday when in the show yesterday you mentioned that that stage was going to be bonkers because it was such a crazy yeah, sort of yeah, stage yeah, yeah. on day 20 yeah. of, of a grand tour yeah these these days uh, people go oh not a you know not a I saw I saw some something on social media saying oh you know it's not. It's not a queen stage, a penultimate stage. It's not mm-hmm. anything. And I thought you are kidding me, aren't you? When it's the twentieth day, three and a half thousand meters of climbing, majority of that was packed in the last hundred. Yeah, and That's, so you know, three and a half isn't massive, but when it's packed into a hundred kilometers, yeah, it's going to be brutal. And Ineos actually, credit to them, they're the ones who started the fire. They yeah. they lit the first match. They got it rolling. They, they had to, though. Oh, they, they had to. They, they had, had to. to do something. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had to try something. Okay, yeah. so in this program, we'll talk about Jack Haig. Of course, we'll talk about the Miguel Angel Lopez uh, drama, trauma, saga, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, you call it the Netflix series. This is why we're... <laughs> it's going to be good, I'll tell you. But let, let's, first of all, talk about our corner of the world, Jack Haig. Yeah. We were dreaming of Jack Haig being on the podium. Guess what? Jack Haig, today is on the podium. Let's listen to Jack Hay. Jack, well, take us to the day. That was, a, that was a crazy one and you did really well this podium. He's there yeah. right now. Uh, I think I've been saying a lot this week that I was looking for opportunities in my rivals and every single day I sort of just waited and waited and rode my own tempo knowing that when the opportunity came I'd always have a little bit left in the legs to be able to take the most advantage of it and I think uh, it showed today Gino and myself got into the perfect move with Adam and uh, and Enric there and then we just tried to do our best to get the gap as large as possible and then all of a sudden it just blew out to quite a large gap and uh, I can't thank my teammates enough they set me up perfectly today and this whole three weeks. How did it feel when you see this podium coming when you knew Miguel Angel Lopez was dropped? How did it feel for you playing for the podium like that? Ah, uh, It's amazing like I think I've maybe had this potential in me for quite a long time and I just haven't had the opportunity or the team around me to, to prove it and I can't thank the team and my teammates, my family at home for all the sacrifices you make to get to this point in the cycling career. It doesn't just happen in one year or one month, it's literally 10, 15 years of work and then to sort of have it 
hopefully come to something good at the end of tomorrow's TT is uh, quite amazing. Yeah, Jack Haig, a great interview. I thought there's yeah, so yeah. much to, to talk about here. Uh, first of all, and first and foremost, he won or he's reached, he hasn't won yet, he reached that third place on the road. You know, he's not third because Miguel Angel Lopez left the race. He won it on the road once and truly. But uh, what a ride by the team, not just Jack Haig. No, and no, he, 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 he pays credit to his team. And look, they've been... You can argue they've been the strongest team in the last sort of three, four days, like this back end, this third week. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they were great on the stage that actually, uh, I, I didn't agree with their tactic, but they had the numbers yeah. the day Lopez won, Yeah, <laughs> which is sort of b bizarre to talk about that, that Lopez is now out of the race. Um, but they've been, they've been a super team and Caruso being sort of the captain on the road, you know, the colonel, the general, he's been sort of you know, rallying them. And even when Madur said a couple of days ago, I can't, I can't do anything more. I'm, I'm, I've got to let Jack go. And Caruso came up to him, gave him a gel and said, no, he needs you. Yeah. You have to stay here. And he did. And Madur has now pushed himself up into fifth overall as well. So yeah. it turned on its head a little bit. Yesterday. 100%. But another point that uh, Jack just made is, of course, the, the way he's built towards being on the podium to the Vuelta hasn't started three weeks ago. Oh, I thought it was like, I thought that was like, he was like the Spice Girls. Yeah, exactly. They just had one massive hit. Yeah. <laughs> Spice Girls are more than one hit. I, I know, I used to follow the Spice Girls before they big. I'm joking. Let me make a note, actually. <laughs> but uh, joke aside, Jack Haig has been building through this and we know, uh, you know, all the work he has. And you know what? We're not going to debate too much about this because tomorrow, and that's a, a bit of a sneak uh, preview for you, but tomorrow we, we have some great guests. Uh, we've got Simon Garans, Pat Shaw and Gracie uh, with us. But it's, surely we want to unpack the whole year as well as this welter. So it's going to be a cracker of a show tomorrow. Three guests. Three guests. Have you, got, have you, built, have you built the three boxes in it's the all, software? It's all planned. It's all, all right. planned. Okay. But okay. the point is that tomorrow, for sure, we'll have a discussion about Bike Exchange and what's been happening at Bike Exchange or what's not been happening this year at Bike Exchange. And of course, Jack Haig is part of the discussion because he was at Bike Exchange uh, before yeah. and he's out of Bike Exchange now. He's in uh, Bahrain and he's, you know, victorious, pretty much. He's victorious. I yeah. like it. I, like, <laughs> I know. And it's still the TT to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. matter what happens, no matter what happens, it's brilliant by Jack. He's at the very worst. He can finish, finish fourth, yeah. I believe. Um, so... But he's got a he's got a minute up his sleeve, so we'll, and we'll talk GC yeah uh, a bit later on. Okay, before we hear from uh, Gino Madeira, because Gino Madeira was actually uh, super important for Jack Haig yesterday. Let's talk about the Lopez. You know what what happened, Maca, on on this incident with Miguel Angel Lopez. So let yeah, so let's just talk facts yeah. rather than uh, hype it up. So the the facts are, uh, Ineos set it up. They started the pressure on. Then the attack started. Bernal actually, I think, started the first attack. And then it was one-twoing. Mm -hmm. And it was all that sort of group of GC guys that started attacking each other. Enrique Mus jumped. Lopez jumped. And then suddenly, uh, I think Yates attacked. Jack followed. Madeir followed. And they got a gap. And, of course, Roglic followed. Lopez looked around. And Welpole's teammate of Jack was straight on his race radio, and I'm presuming he's saying, go, you've got a gap. And the camera could see. You could see the gap opening. Mm -hmm. and, and immediately, as, as a commentator and as a former rider, you're saying, Lopez has got no one there to help him. As in, they've either got riders up the road, so they're not going to assist, or they're a teammate of Jack Haig, they're a teammate of Roglic, 
they won't chase. Bernal so, was one of those. He's got Yates ahead. So but Bernal missed out as well, yeah, by mm. the way. So then Lopez tried to ride. But at this point, so, mate, so, sorry to stop you here. Yeah. At this point here, do you think they left Lopez because they were concentrating everything on mass? Or what happened in the who, team? Who? Movistar? Movistar. What happened in the team? No, so no, no, no. Not at all. It wasn't... There was no... Look, it, there was, it was just tactics. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was a little bit of luck too. A little bit of bad luck for Lopez. And, and you know, good riding by Jack. And I, so I don't want to say luck. He wasn't lucky. He made oh. his own luck. But when you're attacking one-twoing, and anyone who has raced at elite level, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's Sometimes it can just be good luck or bad luck, that you, you go with one attack, it splits, you hesitate slightly. It's at the end of three weeks. Yep. You, you know, you, you do hesitate a bit more because you're tired, even the best in the world. So Lopez made that little error. He hes- hesitated ever so slightly, mm-hmm. and any other rider could have done it. So I'm not critical of that, what happened to him. I actually felt for him, but then the gap blew out more and more and more, and Jack and Madur buried themselves, and Jack was working with him. Mm-hmm. And then eventually... Padun, who was in the break for Bayran, he dropped back. He was told to drop back, and he then helped, and Jack was able to sit on. At this point, it was out to four minutes or something okay. crazy. And then soon after, we started hearing rumours, and Dan, our director, was in our ears during commentary saying, guys, we're hearing rumours Lopez has stepped off the bike. And then it was made official. Um, Yeah, look, it's... It's a tough one because you can really easily sink the boots into yeah, Lopez yeah. You can and just be go, super critical. Yeah. And, and and what other riders have stepped off the bike? Rowan Dennis stepped yep. off the bike at the Tour de France. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on a high GC. But I think we need to cool the jets a bit. Exactly. And say he's obviously super frustrated and, you know, he's a human being, Lopez. He's yeah. made a big error and I think it's I think it's poor that he's stepped off the bike. However, let's not sink the boots in. Yeah, I think he said on, on uh, Spanish TV as well, and we, we'll go and, and have a slide as well about the official comment, but on, on Spanish TV, he said, well, people can attack me what they want, but uh, I'm not a machine. Yeah. You know, I'm a human being. Yeah. So yeah. This is the key point as well. There, yeah. there is a whole point where we grow to think that these guys are just so like machines. Yeah. At some point, you know, we forget that they also are humans. He'll be angry. He'll be yeah. angry and frustrated. Absolutely. Yeah. But th- this is the official statement, and then I'm just going to read it like some of the highlights. But that what was said is that he said it took too long for uh, to us to react. Exactly what you said. Uh, there are so many factors involved, and at the end, he sad to leave uh, the Vuelta. Uh, but he decided to stop the battle, uh, basically in a nutshell. And he just want to say for the fans, for the sponsor, that he is basically sorry about this. I mean, there's not much more we can say. No, no. I mean, uh, they'll have a they'll have a behind closed doors yeah. debrief, and there'll be some pretty harsh words. Yeah. With Miguel Angel Lopez. However, this is where you want your Netflix yeah. to, uh, <laughs> to be there. But but the athlete is a different beast to what the athlete was ten years ago. Yeah, ten twenty years ago, you'd literally get a slap across the face. <laughs> you know, you'd be yelled at, screamed at by your management. Yeah. That's what would happen. And you'd have your, you know, your privileges taken away from within the team. That that's you could lose a contract on this. Before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's stuff like that that would happen. That won't happen now. Um, no, and it shouldn't happen. But, now. No, it shouldn't. No, absolutely shouldn't happen. But there'll be some stern words. But they've got to deal with his. They've got to be be uh, think about his mental health yeah. as well. And they will. Um, look, our lovely producer, uh, Kath Whelan, who who loves Valverde, she said. 
sort of tongue-in-cheek, but she's absolutely right. This wouldn't have happened if Valverde was in the race. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. Do you think he would have gone? Come on, mate. Yeah, well, one, they wouldn't have let that gap open. But yeah, when you're diminished in numbers, so that's sort of irrelevant. This is that they're, That's where they were at with the numbers. But if Valverde was there, he would have said, no, you're not. Yeah. And he would have made him get to the finish. And Lopez would have been a happier man at the yep. finish. Mm-hmm. Win, lose, or draw. He would have been frustrated, but he would have been glad that he mm-hmm. he, he finished. So it'll be unpacked. We've unpacked it for about four minutes. <laughs> it will be unpacked over the next couple of weeks, I'd imagine. Possibly two episodes on uh, Netflix. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Tell us what you think in the comments uh, below. It's always good to hear from you. Actually, we have so many comments coming up about your question about is that the best uh, Grand Tour and, or not. And what are the, no, what we, are the, we'll talk about this. About, what are the stats uh, telling us? Initial uh, stats. stats are pretty good. I think you're, you're, on, <laughs> okay. you're on the money. Okay, let's go back to the Bahrain uh, victorious team. Yeah. Gino Madeira. You mentioned Gino Madeira. Uh, he's grabbed the white jersey. Let's listen to him. Yeah, it was a crazy day. Um, <laughs> it was a crazy day. I mean, we had uh, Badoon in the breakaway, which was um, in the end, which really saved our, our day and uh, our whole world. Uh, in the beginning, I was a bit afraid because the pace was not super high and I was thinking, ah, oh, maybe Jumbo is looking really strong, so maybe they they have it all under control. Uh, but once, once Ineos decided to really put on the pressure on the race, it was it was full gas and everybody was on his limit. And uh, yeah, then Yates decided he wants to go as well. And once Yates went, it was just it was just full full gas. And uh, I knew I'm here for uh, for uh, Jack Hake, and I really wanted to get him on the podium. Uh, I think we achieved that one, and I get a little a little extra, so it's a really nice day. Even when we were racing, and I hear he has more than three minutes. Uh, gap i was still thinking just bring bring jack to the finish line uh and lose as little time as possible yourself but for me it was all the way all the way to the finish line just uh, yeah jack and uh i had to wait a long three minutes at the finish to to get confirmation that i that i also get something out of today and what he gets is the white jersey. How happy should he be with that jersey? Well, he's Very. taken it off Egan Bernal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and as again, we, we discussed it last night, Kino and I, and uh, you know, we said, oh, he takes it off Egan Bernal. Like, oh, I said that. And Kino goes, yeah, but the other thing is, generally the white comes with the leaders in yeah. the last few years. Yeah, so true. the guy who's winning the Tour de France, Bernal, Pogacar, uh, of course, they're young riders. Yeah. So for Madur, this is huge. This is know, a big, if he, big, if he holds onto it. Big performance. You talked about Ineos. Uh, let's listen to uh, Adam Yates, and then we'll unpack what happened for Ineos. It's not really Jack. It's everyone. Uh, you know, like if, if you're trying to win the stage, you need to drop everyone. Um, especially when there's still some fast guys in the in the group. So yeah, I tried uh, tried a few times, and uh, that's all you can do. I tried my best, and uh, today wasn't good enough. So uh, try again next time. Try again. Uh, next time, next time is probably next year. By the way, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not many. Well, chances. although actually, we can talk about the 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 TT yep. in a second. But he's probably the biggest danger for for Jack not being on a podium. He's the only danger, yeah. really. <laughs> he's he's one minute exactly. Look, there's everyone's got their opinions. Uh, I think Gracie said she thinks Adam's quite a good TTer. Yeah, and I tend to agree with her. If 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 he's on good legs, if he's on a good 
TT legs day. Adam could put a minute into Jack. However, if Jack's on a good yeah. legs TT day, he could put a minute into Adam. So I think it can sway because they're not purists. And also TT again on 21st day. Yeah. The 21st it's, day. It's not a natural it's, TT. No, no. There's so many variables. The, yeah. the big plus from an Aussie perspective is Jack's got a minute in hand. Yeah. They're not starting on the same time. So Adam has to do a blinder. Mm -hmm. He can't just have a good one. He's got to do an absolute blinder. And Jack knows what he needs to do. He, he'll empty the tank. Yeah. 100%. Uh it's not the only Aussie sort of happiness we have. To oh, have, this isn't has it? been this has been. It's Pete, like let's also before we hear from uh, from Michael Storer, uh, eleven Aussies at the start of yep. the Vuelta. Yep. Eleven Aussies still in the Vuelta. Still in the Vuelta. Eleven should finish. All they've got is a TT. Yep. They've just got to make it through and in the time cut, which I think they all will. It's possibly a record for the number finishing. Any of you stat. Crazy yeah. people out there who have too much not. time on your hands. <laughs> I don't know if there's been, we don't know if there's been more than 11. I tried to find this out. And the other side of it is if Jack finishes on the podium, he joins only one other, Cadell Evans. Hey, true. Who's finished yeah. third. And, well, we'll get to him now. What, will we? Yeah. yeah. Basically, Michael Storer. Michael Storer. Michael yeah. Storer, uh, with the Porcada jersey, will be the only, he's uh, be the second Australian to win it with Simon Clark, not mm. Michael Clark. He, he, <laughs> this, is, this is good for you, isn't it? It is. Is this it's, part of your marketing for, next, for the know, Tour de France next it, year? It is. It needs to be, we need, we need to have a talk. No, we need to have a talk. Australia, <laughs> we need to have a chat about the Porcada at the Tour de France. This is straight Johnny, on the barrel. Johnny <laughs> Trevorrow, our friends, yes. our friends at the Detour Pod and... and as you know, I jumped on there the other night for a quick chat with them, and, and he said, I thought he was going to pay out on you. <laughs> he said, you know, I, I listen to you guys a bit, and um, your mate Christoph, and, you know, he's a good guy, and Dan says, don't say but. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying but. And he said, I'm on the polka dots. Christoph's on something, 100%. an Aussie to win the polka dots at the Tour de France. So, look, you've got one other supporter in your corner. Join least. me. Join me. Let me know if you agree with me. But, hey. Vuelta, this is what we're talking about today. Yeah. Michael Storer has won. This is done. He needs to finish uh, yeah. the race, but he has won the Porcada jersey. Let's listen to him. Yeah, really happy to yeah, win the jersey for Team DSM today. Yeah, we did a really good job getting three of us into the breakaway and then yeah, pick up the points along the way. And then we we're hoping to get a stage win today, but we didn't have it. The team's been riding really well. Yeah, we've also had fantastic teamwork. We've been working together so good. So, yeah, we can be happy with how we rode. We just weren't the, yeah, they're just better riders today. Just to conclude, this stage was maybe not the hardest on the paper. It didn't look like, but was it one of the hardest of La Vuelta? Because we have seen a crazy, crazy race today. Yeah, it was a very hard race. The distance and the amount of climbing, it just makes it a really long day out on the back. A long day on the bike. It's been a long, a long three weeks for Michael Storer, but he's going to walk away from this Vuelta and incidentally from the team DSM with a nice little jersey on his shoulder and a nice little line on his uh, pro cycling stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I love about this and sort of now more broadly, um, and look, some of you catch Peloton, don't be shy to admit this, um, there's a bunch of cycling fans who sort of sit on the fringe. They love, they love it. They love the tour, and you know. But outside of that, they sort of, you know, know some of the Aussies and not all of them. Yeah. 
everyone knows who Michael Storer yeah. is now. And even my tipping comp, who they're, they're into the sport, they love it, and we, we're mates through riding, through a riding group. And guess who they were tipping every last mountain yeah. stage? <laughs> Michael Storer. I love it. And, it's a bit and, of expectation now. On the- <laughs> oh, no, it's massive. And, and look, honestly, probably a month ago a lot of them wouldn't have heard of him yeah. didn't know who he was and I'm sure there's some of you out there and, and actually, I think it's three, great three weeks ago you spoke to him yeah uh, I you, know, you, you I, know. Interview I, got, him. I did, interviewed him what two days before the yeah, start yeah and you don't you know and we well we interviewed him because we, we actually thought he was going yeah. to do something because <laughs> he did win Tour de Lan, yeah a French a small French tour um you know, with some pretty good riders on the yeah, start. There's no list. small French. Tour. No, it's, no, there isn't. It's actually, it's actually, it's a good race, pretty solid race. Yeah, and um, so we knew his form was good, but wow, yeah. two stage wins. He'll be on the podium, the final podium tonight. He'll be on the photograph. Um, yeah, that's you know, cool. This that's is the really thing, cool. and it's a nice little memento he will have with a, a, a nice team DSM that he could actually hang in. Uh, you know where he could actually go in a Patro's shop with a Simon Clark's one. Because Simon Clark's well, got, uh, we'll, got. Well, let's 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 get we'll find out tomorrow. That tomorrow. We'll find out tomorrow. And also, uh, also though, and I know it's team discussion. They would have had it, but class by Bardet. Yeah. Class by Bardet, Bardet was in the move. And at one point, I'm not sure if you realise, it split. That breakaway split. Bardet was in the front, yeah, split, yeah, Stora yeah. was back. If Bardet started taking points, he could have taken the jersey. Yeah. But I don't think, I think it was already decided. And Bardet was at that point after another stage win. Uh, yeah, so, 100%. So yeah, no, he was, uh, I mean, I said this in our little group chat, but I really like Team DSM. I always liked mm. them when they were Sunweb as well. I think they've got a really nice you know, ethos. About yeah, them. yeah. There's, oh, there's something around them. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. and, and I like the attitude. I like Matt Winston as a DS. Anyway, uh, red jersey, Primoz Roglic is getting chiller and chiller, cooler and cooler as we go along. <laughs> He's relaxing into the race. He is. You know? I, I wish we could see a bunch of these guys without their masks yeah, yeah. on. Yeah, because you're right. He's uh, he's got a bit more animated. Yeah. I mean, if we play the interview from Thursday and this one, it's a it's a different oh, Primoz Roglic. Yeah. Let's listen to Primoz Roglic. Primoz, you are second, first of the GC riders. Could you have won the stage as well? Uh, it's always good if uh, at the end I'm super happy with uh, with the place I finished and uh, yeah with the way it went. So uh, yeah, I cannot wish for more. Were you looking at some of your rivals in particular? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I was more, uh, let's say, uh, in, in the re- really final focused on uh, yeah, Yates and uh, Enric. So, uh, yeah, uh, at the end was a lot of more guys. And, uh, yeah, you need to be super strong to attack and to go away, definitely. It was all under control? Yeah, more or less, yeah, for sure. I was... Uh, Let's say at least the first half, uh, nice. When we did uh, the tempo, was uh, <laughs> was super nice. But uh, yeah, uh, as expected, uh, it's the last stage, uh, last mountain stage, and yeah, the guys uh, just went for it. And uh, you know, so really uh, uh, did a hard tempo, and then yeah, just uh, race exploded. And tomorrow, the last world will be for the Olympic champion of time trial. Yes. Uh, Looking forward to it, no? It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we'll be waiting for this. So, uh, yeah, finally, tomorrow, uh, uh, the final time trial. Voilà. 
He's one of the best interview with Primoz Roglic I've seen for a long time. Yeah, yeah, because he was right. in pain at the Tour de France, and yeah. you know, we saw him in quite a bit of pain here. Was not really giving anything away, but right now this is one of the best we've seen. He 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 really is one of the best in the world. Yeah, I mean 100%. we talk about Pogacar and you know for his age and what he's achieved, but Roglic is and has been. And we, you know, we've talked about it already. But you, you think back to last year's disappointment of losing yep. the tour on the penultimate day, and then winning Liège, Baston Liège, and the afterwards, Vuelta. and the Vuelta, and the Vuelta, yeah. and now he's going to win the Vuelta for the mm-hmm. third year in a row. Yeah. I mean, he's in select company, and uh, bring on the tour next year with Pog, Bernal, and Rog, all at their very best, and Ben O'Connor. And Ben O'Connor. Ben O'Connor. Of course. You know. And Jack Haig. And Bardet. No. <laughs> Who else? Hang on. We've got a long I, list I here. I want to be there. I just just hang on. We've missed a few more. <laughs> Caleb. Whoops. 100%. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Basically, Primoz Roglic could potentially will win the, the Vuelta tonight. Yeah. Uh, shall we have a look at the stage, actually, tonight? Before yes. we have a look at the, yeah, let's do uh, the challenge, the women's of Vuelta. Uh, this is... Uh, actually, no, before we do this, sorry, a bit of a uh, housekeeping. We need to have the, the jerseys. Here yes. are the, all the jerseys. We, let's not forget Jakobsen. Yeah, he, and they crossed the line, all the teammates, yeah. all mm. together. They crossed the line across. They did it deliberately while well, they all stayed with him to, to support him, and they, he needed them. But what a team. Yeah. What a team. The Wolf and if you go onto the, the Dukinic Quick Step uh, social media, there's a great video with him uh, holding the green bike. He's yeah. pretty happy to yeah. have that result. It, it's an amazing, it is an amazing story, Jakobsen. 100%. And yeah. I think we can at some point have the debate of, you know, is he better? Like, what would he be in a pack with all the best sprinters? Where would he be? And I, I we won't have to qu- wait long. To no, no, out, but I've asked that question to Kino and he said, you know what? He's beaten uh, Philipsen many times here at the Vuelta and Philipsen was already battling with uh, with Cavendish and, and, with and, and winning, winning. Yeah. So there's no doubt Jacobson is there with the oh, rest. Yeah. So there's yeah. so much more to see on that sprint stage as well. You know what? We are living in an era of cycling that is just bound to be, I'm not going to mince my word, amazing. Oh, it's because, the sweet spot. Yeah, on the yep. sprint point, on the on the on the Aussie point, on the polka dots, on everywhere we are seeing new you know new cyclists, new riders, which are yeah, yeah you know just got so much potential. I'm I'm an '80s tragedy, but yeah, this is off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, these are the standing here. So we got, of course, Primoz Rogic is in the lead. Enric Mas is second, and Jack Haig, our very own Jack Haig, is third. Adam Yates is just a minute and. Gino Madère, of course, is fifth. Guillaume Martin is still in uh, that top 10 as well, which yeah, is a great result. Yeah, so Madère can't lose his place. I think Bernal is three minutes behind because, remember, he was in that Lopez group. So he's he's going to stay where he is. And it's really only Yates and Haig. Haig's two minutes, I think, behind almost, Enrique Mas. Yeah. That's near impossible, over 30-odd kilometres. So the battle really... Is Jack yeah. and Adam Yates. So it's going to be good TT. Yeah, and then there's a, a comment here by Jennifer, which I think is quite nice because we like fun stats. Uh, fun stat Grand Tour this decade, Slovenia four, Colombia one, UK one. Wow. That's this decade. Well, we're in 2021. Wow, that's a cool one. We're, we're two like years that. in the decade. Yeah. But still. It's, yeah, it's quite cool. an incredible uh, yeah. stat. Okay, uh, let's have a look at the route of the TT tonight. So it's 33.8 kilometers. He's got Roglic all over it. Yeah, it has because he's the current Olympic champ. He's in. He's the strongest rider in the race. Like he's finishing it strongly. He hasn't. If anything, he's able. He would have been able to attack his rivals yesterday. 
I can't see him being beaten. Mm -hmm. Maybe a, a time trialist in there who is absolutely setting themselves for this, who obviously is not on GC, might pull out a blinder, but uh, he'll be. It'll be yeah. hard to see Roglic losing, and that will mean if he if he wins, it'll be his fourth stage win potentially. Well, yeah. That's what he's aiming for. So absolutely, and then of course the question that we said, Jack Hag, uh, will he will he hold against uh, Yates? This is really where the the, the it's question going to be a good battle. It's yeah. going to be a great battle. Yeah, it's going to be a late battle. It's very late. Yes. <laughs> what yes. time you on? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm brewing <laughs> pots of coffee there for Kino and yeah. I. What time yeah. is it? One forty-five. Yeah, it's one forty or one fifty a.m. Uh, couch. I'm really sorry. So it's but, it's um, literally mañana. It's it's very similar. It's manana. It is manana. It's um it's very similar to the Burgos start. They started in it with a twilight time trial. So that's how they're finishing. Finishing, of course, in Santiago de Compostela, Compostela yep. the famous Camino walk. Yep. That that's the the end point of it. So um, yeah, it should be a good one. Absolutely. You know what? There's uh, of course the, the Vuelta for women as well. Yeah. So, you know, finishing at the same place tomorrow as yes, well. Yes. Yes. But yesterday we had a cracker of a stage as well. Alamik off the Van, charts again. Oh, off the chart. Alamik van Vruten, of the chart again. Let's have a look at the highlight of this race. There we are back, 10k to go for Annemiek van Vloten. And I can imagine that these little digs, these little uphill kicks will start to hurt after, well, we're 100 kilometers into the stage now. And she's been on her own, I think, about 40 kilometers now. And another fantastic day and a fantastic spectacle by this 38-year-old from the Netherlands. There we go, final kilometer. For the uh, star of the day, and that is, of course, Annemiek van Vleuten. No discussion about that. Looks like uh, Elisa Longoborghini is bringing everything back together. With Nievadoma riding in service of Shabe. Remind you to, uh, that Shabe will be ending on the podium here, uh, going into third place, because neither Royakas nor Rivera were in front of her are in the uh, chasing group and there we are in the finishing straight a little uphill kick about 400 meters left to go for Annemiek van Vloten but she's doing it again she's done exactly what she promised to do and that is win the bike race attack from far and actually making up over one and a half minutes on the competition the crowds are happy here and they are looking at Annemiek van Vloten, who is winning again. It's just like she predicted. And she's just doing it again, winning the stage and taking the leader's jersey with a really, really impressive long-range attack. That was, uh, so the highlight of uh, stage three of the Siratizit challenge by La Vuelta and Amik Van Vluten. She sort of preempted it in her interview the day before after the time trial. Yeah, I was going to say, if we cast our minds back, how it unfolded, Marlene Roysa, who won the opening stage, brilliant. She did a great time trial. She actually only finished about 20 seconds yeah. or just under to Van Vluten. And then I interviewed her, and you're right, she said, I'm not a good defender of the jersey, so I'm going to go. I've got to go long range and on the attack. And actually, go back to the podcast from yesterday, where Gracie, Gracie Elvin, which was yeah. a, a, a teammate of Anamik Van Vuted, and we uh, we talked to her off mic. She was like, "Oh yeah, 
oh yeah, she's an attacker. <laughs> yeah. When she's attacking you. <laughs> she did. And she said during the pod, if you want to go back and listen to it, it was, uh, it was interesting. She said, remember she said, uh, Gracie said, um, I used to hate having to do counter-attacks yeah. with her on the same team, <laughs> <laughs> having to chase the ones that she couldn't and she'd be launching over the top. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's the best in the world. She is. Absolutely. Annemiek is the best in the world at the Hands moment. On. Let's yeah. listen to her, Annemiek van Vluten. Annemiek, yesterday you promised an attack. Uh, here I am. It's been impressive. Yeah, I'm also surprised. Uh, I had a good block of altitude training, so I knew that I was not super well rested, I thought. But maybe the first two days helped me a bit, uh, and today I felt great. And uh, yeah, we had a really good plan with the team. Uh, because we, we knew the tricky downhill, and I thought that's the moment just to go after, because after the tricky downhill, if everything is in one line, then I have a good chance to attack. And uh, Kasia and Elisa Longo went with me. Uh, but then at some point they could not follow, and then I realized, like, oh, maybe in a really good shape today, and maybe it is possible. But did you expect this result? Nay, after the first day I thought really we lost it, but on the other hand I also always want to try, so uh, you never know. Um, and you also need to, to win a GC, you need a really strong team. And uh, yeah, and yeah, if you if you could isolate uh, Marlon Reuse, I could have had a chance, and she was isolated. So can we say the GC is over? No, it's not a Tour de France that we're going today, tomorrow on the Champs-Élysées. No, uh, for sure they, uh, there will be some... Uh, I will need to be really, really focused with my team tomorrow to defend, but uh, I think my team, uh, has the uh, we have the confidence that we can defend uh, this. Annemiek, uh, thank you so much and congratulations for your victory. Thank you. That was Annemiek van Vruten. And let's remember, she writes for Movistar Spanish team in Spain. So it's actually an amazing victory for her and for the team. Yeah, First yeah. year in that team as well. So it's exciting. Super important and, for her to win this tour. And Sarah Gigante. Let's yep. just remind ourselves yep. and, and you, Couch. That's where uh, young Sarah Gigante is heading next year. So it's an exciting, it's exciting times. And for Spanish cycling, yep. uh, as you know, they're... they're really branching out many years ago spain was very closed off like mm -hmm. a, the spanish teams had literally spanish riders yeah true few portuguese couple of colombians that was it but they are there it's exploding in spain and in a really good way yeah well that kelly in carrera but that's a different uh, what's yeah. that kelly was in carrera at the time sean kelly ah sean kelly yeah ah. I don't, don't remember. Know. Anyway, there was, I, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> top of my head. <laughs> but, uh, they were not only at Spanish He was with Cass. Cass. Cass, okay. the okay. Spanish team. He was. He was with the Spanish team. One Irishman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, well, <laughs> I'll give you that. Anyway, that was the end of the podcast. This is not the end of the series. Tomorrow, we've got a great show for you again. Uh, we've got, uh, of course, uh, who have we got tomorrow? we got Simon Gerrans. Simon Gerrans. We've got Gracie Elvin. And Pat Shaw. Pat Shaw. Pat Shaw. Gee, he's going he's gonna to stir the pot he's the he's the disruptor ah we'll see we'll sure he will be the disruptor tune in to find out what we think about how the year has been if i read all your comments i don't have time right now because there's so many comments uh we we will read them through now and then probably bring them back tomorrow but uh you guys also agree this was uh potentially the best grand tour of the year if not of, of the last few years uh, but uh, we'll debate all this with, uh, with our guests tomorrow and of course we'll have a, a look at what's been happening with Australian cycling yeah. uh, the good and the not so good yeah and we'll save all our thank yous
is for tomorrow. Yes, yeah? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, thanks anyway, Couch, but yeah. we'll, we'll give you a big There is still a podcast tomorrow. tomorrow. Hey, uh, same place, same time. Uh, thank you, Maka. Thank you very much. Thank so, you, Couch. So this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. And uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Uh, until next time, same place, same time tomorrow. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. Over the winter, all my motivation comes from taking on their athlete workouts. My favorite is Matthew Vanderpool. Fun is going full gas as he helps build your anaerobic capacity. These training plans have helped me find my best. There are workouts from Garant Thomas and Anna Vanderbregen, so every aspect of your riding can be tested, ready for summer. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.